Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at fantasyfootballprofit.com. And now we're your host, one of the Fantasy Craig Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips. Joined as always by Jeff Torrey, and today we're talking week 10. Yes, week 10 already. Waiver wire pickups and um, we'll try to make this interesting, Jeff. Um, there's not that many pickups this week, so I'm going to go through them. We'll just go through some of the guys that we, you know, think could be worth a spot on your roster. So I will start off. There is some running backs here that I think. In, uh, disclaimer: Before we start, we usually try to keep these lists to players that are owned in 40% of ESPN leagues or less, just because if we start going above that, they're they're owned in most of those other leagues. So if we're going 40%. And under, I think there's some names here. The, the names aren't great, but you know, I'm actually going to, I'll even start it off with like a, um, with like a Wayne Gallman. Okay. If Devonte Freeman still hurt, Wayne Gallman has done enough in the last two weeks to deserve a pickup. He doesn't do it. He's not, you know, he's not the greatest running back in the world, but he's gotten touchdowns in each of the last three weeks. This, he was 14 to 68 in a touchdown this week. If you need a, a one week guy, you know, and you have, no Devonte Freeman on the team next which I have a feeling Freeman's been hurt for two weeks. They play one more week and then they have a bye. A lot of times that ends up playing out where the guy just is gone till the bye. So if he does, maybe Wayne Gallman. I know this doesn't, that's not, it doesn't, it's not the most exciting pick, but well, I think he's good. He's good for like eight points, right? At the worst case. So I know you, you love that pick, Jeff, Wayne Gallman. Can't wait to play him. I yeah, I had to play him. I'm glad he got in the end zone once again. So you can't I mean you can't argue with the production he's been able to put out on a bad team. I, you know, right. yeah, he, he does. I'm kind, of, I'm kind of a fan because he's a guy that has produced when you needed him. Yep. And I, even with Devontae Freeman back, I mean, Freeman hasn't done much. No, he hasn't. So I don't I don't know why they would go away from from Gallman to be yep. quite honest. So I think he might have some value even after the fact, but we'll find out. It's still a, a rough offense to be on another name i guess you could still throw out don't 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 know how i feel about it but jordan wilkins because he out carried jonathan taylor 11 to 6 he didn't do much with it though and i think taylor's still the more talented back but there, i mean maybe there's something there i don't know but hey it is what it is right it's it's just an odd situation yeah and they'll and this will show you how uh how thin the running back waiver is but the yeah. other guy i would say uh gus edwards I don't think he has a lot of upside, but he scored a touchdown in the last three games. He is their goal line back. Uh, I don't know if Ingram is going to be back. If he is, this probably is out the window. But if you do need a guy for one week, Mm -hmm. I think Gus Edwards is an interesting one as kind of a touchdown vulture type of guy. Another guy, uh, you could throw out Duke Johnson's name if uh, David Johnson isn't cleared to play next week. David Johnson left, I believe, with a concussion. And this week, Duke Johnson then came in and had 16 carries. He did get a touchdown. His yards per carry wasn't great, but I think 16 carries is also his career high in carries. You know, Duke Johnson's just not a guy who usually is used to a lot of carries. He did catch four balls and two in that game. So, but if if David Johnson is out, Duke Johnson, I mean, he he's, he'd be a starting running back for the week, and you know, worth worth probably a consideration in some some leagues, in some situations. But it, yeah. a lot of these guys are all the same to me. They're not great players who just have some possible volume. Yeah, I mean, I, I would like if if that turns out to be true, if Duke Johnson yep. gets the start, um, there's no David Johnson, I, I would think he would be on the top of my list because 
you know, do I think David Johnson is anything too special this year? No, not really. But they they use him in a way that's predictable and you can count on some production. I think you would I don't think that the talent level is such a, a drop off that you won't see similar, you know, mid-level numbers yep. from him. So another name that's really interesting to me, this is even this is a lot more interesting in PPR, which he definitely should be on your team, is JD McKissick. So he only had three carries, 17 yards. The carries aren't what you're even worried, you know, interested in with McKissick, but he had nine catches for 65 yards and he plays against Detroit this week in Detroit. Look at, look at Dalvin cook just did to them. Detroit's just, they're done. They're, they're no good. <laughs> we had that brief little, oh, we got to three and three and thought they might be good. No, they're bad. They're not good. Um, it's just a bad year for football in the state of Michigan in general is evidenced by this weekend. Jeez. It was ugly all around. Just really, really, really bad. <laughs> It was bad, but (laughs) just really bad. Yeah. Um, You shouldn't feel that good about state beating Michigan anymore either. The Michigan's pretty bad too. Uh, I'll still take it. Why not? (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I I have come to terms with uh, that. This year is kind of a wash, but if the one wins against Michigan, you're good. Yeah. And and, and that's what happens. So why not? I'll take it to the bank. But yeah, they play Detroit though next week. JD McKissick does. So I mean, it could be, I think that's an interesting, especially in PPR, that's a lot more of an interesting ad than um, standard, you know. Another one, okay. I don't, I don't know how this one's going to play out, but um, so Jordan Howard was basically the only back in in Miami this this weekend, right? Mm-hmm. And so he turns into ten carries. There's only 19 yards out of it, but he got the one touchdown. This is one I would put way down my list, but this is if you're absolutely desperate. And Matt Breed is not back next week. You know, you'd have to be real desperate. So I'll just I'll just say his name and just so people so you forgot him. I didn't really forget him. I just don't think he's any good. So there's a reason why I didn't want to talk about Jordan Howard. So wide receiver, well, let's see. I don't think there's any more backs here. Kalen Balage, throw out Kalen Balage's name because he did get some work. Um, Justin Jackson, I think, was injured in pregame. It sounds like I don't know the extent of it. Um, and Joshua Kelly still the, would be the main back there for the chargers, but Kalen Balazs did play and he was about the third ranked running back at, as you know, at, I don't know if the end of the week at third or not, but I don't think again, Kalen Balazs isn't a good player. I don't think he, he's not been a good player. We've seen it. We know he's not, but opportunity sometimes matters more when it gets to this point of the season. Um, he would definitely be down my list again. I'd probably actually, know I'd probably put Balazs ahead of coach Jordan Howard to be honest. Cause I just don't think any of them are good, but you know, it's a, it's an ugly week here. So wide receiver wise, I think there's actually still a name we got to bring up again. Cause we like the name and he's hopefully coming back. Alan Lazard. Keep talking about Alan Lazard, right? Um, I don't know exactly his timetable. Is he going to be back here this week? He's, he's getting close. He should be. And we haven't found out <laughs> yet, but every week I feel like we hear like it could be this week. It could. Be. So I would, I would assume that it's going to be either we see him this week or next week. And, and I would be surprised if it went, you know, further than that, but he is the, the big name on the board. Like you said, we keep saying it. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is on fire right now. And Hey, Devonte Adams is the clear number one. And then everyone else just fills in. Alan Lazard was having good games before he got hurt. Uh, he only played three, uh, three games, but in those games, he caught two touchdowns. And uh, 63 yards, 45, and then 146 before un- his unfortunate time of getting hurt. So I think Alan Lazard is a guy that could really make the difference in this playoff push. Push if you are thin on wide receiver, but after him, who would be the next guy that you take? 
you know, it's <laughs> not clear cut, huh? <laughs> mm -hmm. So if you want to just take a chance and maybe you get a big touchdown, maybe it's N Nelson Aguilar, you know, that's that you're, it's a risky play with him be, based on how it's been, but maybe then I guess next, I mean, Tim Patrick is still on my radar there. He only had four for 29, but he did catch a touchdown, but it, it was nine targets is the thing to look at really is the nine targets yet where he, he's still not very, he's only owned in 14% of leagues. He's, he's another one that you might look at, but I, I really like, I'm still really interested in Jalen Rager and want to see what he can actually do. He finally came back from injury last game. You know, he had six targets in his first one back. Travis Fulgham has become the main guy there, but Rager is extremely talented player. I'd love to see if he gets a chance and what he could do. So I'd, I'd be throwing Rager on my teams if, you know, he's out there. And the same thing probably with um, Denzel Mims. I'm still going to go for these rookies. If you if you have spots on your bench, just take the take the chance that they that their breakout, maybe a late season breakout starts now and put them on your on your roster. So other than that, Jeff, I don't have much for you. <laughs> It's going to be, if, if you want to go over 40% and break our rule, Curtis Samuel is there at 42%. He's barely over it. Curtis Samuel is interesting with a couple of good games in a row. So I'd, I'd go after that one. But other than that, no, there's just not, there's not much going on this week Yeah, at the, um, at the running back and um, wide receiver positions. There just nah, isn't. You, you pretty much named everyone that I was kind of interested in. So uh, I got nothing left for you. <laughs> and I don't even, I don't honestly, I don't even have a tight end for you. I don't even want to throw, I mean, Irv Smith, I know got the two touchdowns, but that was two little touchdowns and he only had two catches. So there's not a lot of great options here. Jordan Reed. I I'm still, I still think Jordan Reed can be better than he was in this past game, but San Francisco is just so just they're, they're just, they're, they're done, right? They're just not a good team this year. There's too many injuries and they can't overcome that anymore. Yeah. It feels well, like so. It worries me about Jordan Reed. I still, I thought he's an interesting option, but gets to I, I a do, point where you can't do it anymore. Yes, yeah, without a doubt. I, I do think that he's interesting still, though. But um, still unbelievably, uh, it's gone up eleven percent um on ESPN. But Dallas Goddard, he's still only owned yeah, in forty point three percent. Uh, for the love of God, pick him up. He he didn't do well, but it was his first game back, and now he had a buy. He should be completely healthy. Uh, he is someone that you absolutely have to grab. Um, I'm surprised that he hasn't shot up more. The buy really did you a favor if you haven't grabbed him quite yet. Yep. So I'm going to move over to defense here, get some streaming options for week 10 for you, because I think there's a couple of them out here. So first one I think would be the Saints. Saints play against San Francisco. So San Francisco has been bad. Saints, I mean, you know, they, they're not the greatest defense in the world. They played pretty good against Tampa. So I think the Saints are a really good option against San Francisco. I just don't know how they San Francisco gets anything going with Nick Mullins and every running back hurt and bunch of receivers hurt and George Kittle hurt. It's a it's a rough go of it for San Francisco right now. I would not mind playing anybody against them. So I think Saints probably near the top of the list if you're looking team player, you know, defenses that are own 50% or something or under. Another one, um, Eagles playing against the Giants. I think that's a good option as well, right there. I'd, uh, I think those are two pretty solid options, honestly. Saints against 49ers, Eagles against Giants. I like I like both of them to have uh, pretty pretty solid games this week. Those are those will be my main two. I don't there's there's not really yeah, those are those will be the ones I'd like to go with. I don't really think anything else stands out too much. Vikings, I know I could I could go I could get on board with the Vikings against Chicago because I don't believe in Chicago at all. 
Packers, Jacksonville, Jacksonville looked a little better this past week, but Packers did play pretty well against San Francisco, but that's, you get a little more desperate, but Saints and Eagles for me. Yeah, I think uh, those two would be, those two would probably be my top two. One more that I would throw in there that is kind of my dark horse that I I look at every time that there's not a a standout is the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. And um, I feel like they're only, you know, rostering 20% of leagues, but every week they do well. We didn't want to go against Arizona for a good reason, but they still put up positive points. I mean, it wasn't a bad outing. And the weeks before that, they have absolutely been killing people. They do go against the Chargers. The Chargers uh, have the ability to put up a lot of points. The thing I do like about them, and I know this is looking a little into the future, but after the Chargers, you do have Denver, the Jets, and Cincinnati. It is kind of a nice little run of a defense that I think could exploit all all four of those teams. So I do like them thinking, like, if you're not going to stream, if you need one that you're just going to kind of sit with for a few weeks and kind of get ready for the playoffs, I do like the Dolphins. All right. Uh, quarterback. I, I got one quarterback streaming option for you for this week. And I'd, I'd go with um, Jared Goff playing against Seattle because Seattle's been getting into some shootouts. And, you know, Goff's a solid quarterback, you know, solid enough that he can play against, you know, bad defenses or, in you know, in a shootout situation. I think he can be okay. He's only owned in 33% of leagues. Um, yeah, I, that's, that's, I think, one of the plays for the week, though, because Seattle's, they can get in these shootouts. So I go with Jared Goff. Other than that, I don't. There's not a standout option for me that I really love. Um, Drew Drew Lock, I guess you could take a chance again playing against the Raiders. Raiders don't have some shutdown defense either, so there's that for you. But that's about where I'd go with it. Jared Goff, I think, would be my main option. Is there any chance you would ever start Tua? He actually had a good game. I want to give him a shout he out. Did I? I mean. See one more game, but yeah, I, I mean, it, okay, it would have to be where Goff's not an option, Drew Locke's not an option, and then, you know what? Honestly, I probably would. I'd probably take a chance almost on Tua over some of these others. Like I'd probably start Tua over like a Kirk Cousins, you know, Nick Foles, and those guys that are down the list. Um, Baker, you know, honestly, he'd probably be my third option at this point because I, I kind of know what Daniel Jones is. I don't really care about it. Baker Mayfield, I don't have any confidence. Um, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater, maybe I would, I would have said no against Tampa, but Tampa, I mean, look what the saints did to him. So Bridgewater could be up there too. Bridgewater probably had a two for me, but they're, they're about right there. So, yeah. And remember these are quarterbacks are owned oh, 40% or yeah, less. Yep, so yep, if so. we're not saying some people's names, that's why <laughs> exactly. So all right. we're, we're trying to make it more difficult because most of these, we're trying to make it so it's actually realistic for you, but yeah. so, this is in some weeks it makes it a little tougher. We're like, Oh God, there's nobody on the waiver wire. So Hey, that's what happens week 10. You know, it's good. You know, what's going to happen though. There still is players. I know it happens every year. There are still players out there that will be on the waiver wire. That will be on your team for a championship run will be a championship winning type player. It happens every single year. It's usually at the running back position, usually. So maybe that's Kalen Balazs this year, and we're just missing it right now. <laughs> uh, I hope not. That would be that'd be upsetting. <laughs> hey, I mean, it's happened, what, Tim Hightower, Sean Drone, Cameron Artis-Payne. I remember those names because they were all in my championship teams that yeah. I started, like players like that. It happens almost every year. Um, shoot, Damian Williams a few years back came out of nowhere with the chiefs and became that kind of guy down the stretch for, for teams. It happens every single year. I bet you there's still guys out there. It's, it's not over yet. It might've been, a, it might not be the greatest week of waivers, but Hey, just 
just keep paying attention. There'll be somebody out there. So, all right. But that will do it for today. Talk to you guys next time.